0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk. US President Joe Biden's last day in Ireland. As he heads for Ballina, we reflect on the impact that the visit has had. This is just a, a short piece of him speaking of his Irish heritage to the houses of the Iraq this yesterday.
1: Well, Mom, <laughs> you said it would happen. And Margot, I apologize to you, little baby girl. The idea you're subject to hearing a President of the United States have to deliver a policy speech <laughs> is as bad as my, all my children have been put, been put through. Speaking to my children, my son Hunter's with me and my best friend in the world. My sister Valerie's with me today, and I don't want them to As the proud son of Catherine Eugenia Finnegan Biden, well, you knew I'd be coming. <laughs> Speaker, chair, Taoiseachs, all, and uh, I, uh, Deputy Prime Minister, TD, senators, people of Ireland, it's so good to be back in Ireland. If you forgive the poor, attempted Irish. I'm at home. only wish I could stay longer. <laughs> but I always have a little bit of Ireland close by, even when I'm in Washington. In the Oval Office, I have the rugby ball signed by the Irish rugby team, the ball the team played when they beat the All Blacks in Dublin in
0: So there he was, uh, admitting his gaffe and correcting it. Also uh, a reference to uh, the baby who was going to be bored and not quite to tears by uh, the speech he was going to make. That baby was a baby, Margot, uh, the daughter of Labour Senator and Party Spokesperson on Housing, Rebecca Moynan, who is on the line. Rebecca, good morning.
2: Morning, Pat. How are you?
0: What a day for you. Um, What a day for Margot, who will not remember anything at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she will, because we're after cutting out everything from the papers, I think we'll be um, jibing her about it for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, it was incredible. Um, I'm on maternity leave and initially wasn't going to go in. um, And even at a late stage yesterday afternoon, trying to, you know, pull together a crying baby, work out what traffic restrictions were there, none of my clothes were fitting me. I was like, well I just skip it. Um and now obviously really, really glad um that we didn't. Um I decided to bring her in um because it was a historic occasion. Um a US president um addressing the joint sitting of the House while I was a member of the oroctus and a colleague was actually going to mind her down in the office but got delayed. And um, so I decided to bring her up into the chamber with me and I kind of stayed at the the back where the voting is, just in case she cried or needed a nappy change or anything else like that. But just before um, the president came in, one of the ushers came up and said that the Count Corlid wants to know her name so we can kind of acknowledge her. Um, so. You know the acknowledgement from shauna for real was amazing to begin with and you know we were delighted with that um but then for the president to you know acknowledge her in his speech um, was incredible for her just you know she's only eight weeks old today but she kind of began to kick off uh just as the speech was finishing because there'd been like a lot of claps and um i had run out of um i had put some express milk in a bottle at that stage And I think she had dirtied her nappy. So I ran down to my office to change the nappy. And then I was coming back up to the chamber. um, And one of the staff members, and actually all the staff members are great with me yesterday, um, said, you know, he's just going to come down the stairs. Come on in here. Um, and as I was standing there waiting, um, Hunter Biden and Valerie Biden came down the stairs and Hunter Biden was like, oh, this is the baby. And, you know, I think he'd really love to meet her and gestured at his dad. And so he came down the stairs and kind of held out his arms. And um, so I gave her to Margot. So, yeah, no, it's it, it's incredible. Um, and it's amazing to wake up today. Uh, I'm, I'm joking, saying that there's Mar- Margot mania all over. And um, she's completely mm. oblivious, just sleeping away and drinking her milk. Um, for the day that she had yesterday.
0: I'm glad that you had a chance to change the nappy before (laughs) you handed the baby to the president
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know absolutely because we're actually in the chamber he was quite delayed and late so we were in the chamber for much longer and I thought like the small bottle would do her for for ages but um, like in order to calm her during the speech uh, she was essentially just chewing on the the teeth of the bottle for um, a good portion of it
0: Well what memories you have and uh, What memories, I suppose, Margot, when she's able to to read, uh, she'll be able to look back on these uh, newspaper clippings. But I was just thinking that this is a child who will probably, all going well, live into the 22nd century and will be looking back at the 46th president of the United States at a time when there will be perhaps have been 70 or 80 of the Presidents of the United States. An extraordinary little bit of history and Margot is a part of it. And of course, if you hadn't uh, made the extra effort, um, it wouldn't have happened. So uh, well done, uh, Rebecca. And thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thank you, Pat. Thank
0: you Now, um, Daniel McConnell is going to uh, give us an overview of maybe all of the political significances and others uh, significances of uh, the day's activities yesterday at the Auris at Farmley and then in the houses of the Iraqtus and ultimately at uh, Dublin Castle. Uh, Daniel McConnell, who's editor of The Business Post. Daniel, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, a lot of people, the cynics, were thinking this would be all uh, schmaltz and uh, paddy wackery. It's not the tone at all of the visit.
3: No, but there was there was a fair old dollop of the Paddy Wackery stuff now in his somewhat rambling speech at um, the at the House of the Rockers yesterday, and more so at the the banquet dinner um, at Dublin Castle last night. He kind of tended to be it was it was very informal. What struck me about the whole day was just how informal the mood was, because I've seen a lot of these sort of state visits, and they tend to be very stuffy and very staid and very rigid. Whereas you know, very it was very clear from from the moment he stepped out of the beast at Orson Uthron yesterday morning that you know he was very relaxed and enjoying himself. And you know he was already running behind schedule at that point. But you know when you put him himself and Michael D Higgins into a room, and both of them are, are not fond of a word or two, you know the schedule kind of went awry completely. So by the time they actually got to Leinster House, they were almost two hours behind schedule. Um, and in between that, that he had had that bilateral meeting with Leo Varadkar, and we get the sense that you know very kind of serious, high level you know politics w- w- were discussed. Not only about Ukraine and, and Good Friday, but obviously the issue of corporation tax is, is said to have been discussed. Um, and that's obviously a very sensitive issue for ireland given the level of of foreign direct investment from u.s companies here in ireland and so uh, and with biden making the reference that you know saying that corporations need to pay their fair share that was a very kind of direct or kind of reference to Ireland's kind of low-tax regime when it comes to multinationals. So there was a, a degree of nervousness around that, I would have thought. Um, but overall, you know, Joe Biden was playing to a very welcoming crowd, without question. I mean, he had the Oireachtas eating out of his palm, you know, notwithstanding the boycott of the People Before Profit group, you know, those who were present in the chamber, you know, were certainly very effusive in their in their welcome for, for Joe Biden. The speeches, you know, from the Corra and the look of the Shannad, you know, you know, very, very, you know, lent very heavily on his his Irish heritage and the, the very strong links between Ireland and the United States. So, you know, you would have to say he was much more restrained when he was in Belfast talking about the British-Irish relationship and the work to try and get the the the, the power-sharing institutions uh, restored. But there was one comment in the doll where he kind of called on the British government to, to be much more engaged. Now, that has gone down. Like a lead balloon amongst unionist politicians and amongst mm-hmm. some some members of the British government as well in the last 24 hours or so. So, but you could clear he was very much minding his p's and q's when he was in Belfast. He felt much more relaxed when he was down down south. Um, and you know he's playing much more. I would think to a, to a home audience. So, um, it, I would think overall and listening to me, Hall Martin on, on News Talk Breakfast, in the last hour. Or so, you know, I mean, you get the significance of the meeting. You look at the size of the delegation that Joe Biden had with him. You know, uh, you know, secretaries of state and and secretaries for. Very various kind of portfolios in the United States having bilateral mm-hmm. meetings with their with their counterparts here you know, a large number of officials, advisors and so on. So, you know, and this is the longest overseas visit in any one country he's had since since taking office. So there there is a real significance to the visit here. It's not just, a, you know, it's not just the wackery or the kind of schmaltzy kind of return home for an Irish-American president. There is real business getting done as well.
0: Now, when you look to his Irish heritage and how his upbringing was so very Irish, I mean, harking back to uh, famine times when uh, the various constituents Parts of his family had to leave Ireland and head for uh, the United States. Um, this was, I, I suspect, more than any of the other uh, presidents with an Irish heritage. This, for Joe Biden, was the stuff that dreams are made of.
3: Oh yeah, and that was capped. That was, I suppose, typified by that opening of his dress, where he, you know, he raised his eyes and his hands to to the skies, and he said, "Mom." You know, he said this would happen. It was very much a kind of case of, you know, hard-working boy from a modest background doing doing good, and and I suppose that that arc of his family history coming from you know having to leave Ireland to seek a better life in the United States, uh, coming home as you know the sitting president. You know, he's the fourth sitting president to make such an address to the House of the Oireachtas. He's the eighth sitting president to visit Ireland. Uh, in total, so you know, you know, we can count ourselves very lucky in terms of the frequency to which U.S. presidents uh, arrive here. They obviously do it. There is a naked political gain back home for them to do so. But I, I would understand. I think he's probably the most overt Irish president probably since John F. Kennedy. Um, um, and you know, I think a lot of U.S. presidents will try and claim some sort of Irish heritage, but without question, um, you know, there's no doubting uh, his love of Ireland. And I think because I covered a good a good bit of his trip when he was here as vice president in 2016, when he went around the country and Enda Kenny essentially was his you know his companion uh, in chief you could really see that meant an awful lot to him from a personal level he gathered his wider family around him the fact that his wife isn't here yeah, does not I don't think dilutes the importance of this trip for him as well and I think even that he went off script again in the just basically saying that this is a real honour or, or one of the great honours of his very long and very distinguished political career so um, I, I think what a question from Joe Biden there was a political gain from doing this trip but it was very much a personal gain for him as yeah. well Now.
0: Um, world business carries on. I mean, yesterday people were wondering, what's the delay? Um, and it could, of course, be time zones and you're used to sleeping certain hours with your circ- circadian rhythms. So therefore, you know, you sleep in a bit uh, when you travel um, east from the United States. But but uh, probably other matters. I mean, in the United States, there's that business of the Pentagon leaks uh, and the FBI made an arrest yesterday. That was probably on his breakfast agenda with Antony Blinken and others. And, and certainly because of the the, the impact that uh, those leaks might have had on various international relations. And then North Korea sent a ballistic missile heading uh, out to sea, landed not as close to Japan as people might have feared, but it did, did raise alarms both in South Korea and uh, Japan and they're the kind of things that routinely an American president still has to deal with no matter where he is.
3: Absolutely and that goes to the heart I suppose of the size of the delegation that he brought with him Um, and you know it was very interesting because you know it's very clear that Joe Biden isn't that fond of giving press conferences uh, and I certainly stood accused by our American colleagues of, of avoiding the press. And one of the main questions they were looking to try and ask him, yes, he was that about that leak. And, and you know, it, it, they almost broke protocol by inter, inter intervening and um, during those kind of scenes at, at Orson Neutron to put a couple of questions or try and put a couple of questions in relation to the leak to Joe Biden. And he kind of gave a very... Sort of perfunctory and kind of dismissive answer to it. He didn't really engage with the, the substance of the question at all. So I, I, I can understand the frustrations from our colleagues' point. You know, in terms that he doesn't engage or address the kind of issues of the day, um, you know, uh, regularly enough. So you're kind of you're you're forced to almost act in that sort of impertinent way to try and, and get an answer. Um, but what I question, I mean, he would have woken up yesterday morning. Um, with a, with, yeah, I probably was woken up to kind of get the details of the leak inquiry and then also obviously monitoring um issues in, in Korea, but also. As well i think possibly and be frank about it you know joe biden's not exactly a young man and I would think there's probably a stamina issue as well that he had to probably mind himself because he had a very very long day yesterday between the Oris farmley leinster house and then that banquet dinner last night it was an exceptionally long day for anybody but someone of for of his vintage I'm sure you know would have found it particularly punishing so I'd say that his handlers may have considered if he wasn't up dealing with the leak inquiry he probably said he could have done with an extra hour or two uh, asleep so all of these play in but you know ultimately I think you know from his perspective he's looking and he'll walk out of Ireland, you know, depending, there's no major gas in Ballinat today. I think he'll walk out of Ireland, you know, a very happy man.
0: Of course, the most uh, telling question asked yesterday was from Henry McKean. Can I have a selfie, Mr. President?
3: <laughs> well, y- you know. <laughs> and he got what he looked, <laughs> he got it. He he did, and, and fair play to Henry for, you know, he's well known for his persistence and his and his uh, tenacity, and he certainly got what he wanted there. But it, I think, you know, Pat, I, I mean, you know about these things. When, you know, when these things, high level kind of bilateral meetings and, and visits happen, access to the media, from the media's perspective, is very, very limited and it's yeah. corralled. So it's the idea of actually getting a probing question to a leader uh, it can be very, very difficult. So sometimes you do see on seeing these scenes with journalists kind of screaming and shouting um, because they're literally left with no other option. Um, but I think there's a very deliberate strategy on behalf. Of, of of Joe Biden not to do a press conference here he could easily have done a press conference with Leo Varadkar he chose not to do so and I think that was very much an American decision not an Irish decision um, and and ultimately this is where you know, you're know you left with kind of issues like this um, but from Henry's you know I presume Henry's straight into the bosses in News Talk looking for a promotion or a, a pay rise <laughs> given, given his success yesterday he
0: does that every day anyway <laughs>
3: uh,
0: Danny uh, a couple of comments coming in uh, the last few days have been like Darby O'Biden and the little people People. We consistently make fools of ourselves when U.S. presidents visit. That's uh, from Peter, somewhat cynical about the whole thing. But another one: any small country in the world would love such attention from the U.S. president, and that statement is undoubtedly true.
3: Absolutely, There's no, I think there are much larger countries than Ireland who would would bite your right. On, you know, would would. Bite your hand off for the sort of access we get, and just remember, we're only a few weeks away from from St. Patrick's Day, where you know Leo Varadkar um, and the Irish delegation basically shut down Washington for a day and got that extraordinary access not only to the to the White House but to Capitol Hill. You know, we Ireland enjoys a very special place. Um, and it's one that we must nurture and, and protect because there is a very real benefit. Look at the size of you know the foreign direct investment into Ireland. Look at the amount of jobs that U.S. companies um, yeah, support here. But also it's a two-way street now. Ireland is a major investment into the United States. We support well over 100,000 jobs in the United States. Um, so this is no longer sort of... Just the big boy coming in here and, and giving us a bit of help out, you know. There is there is very much that two way trading relationship going on that needs to be nurtured, and I think you know sort of the access and as I said, you know this is the longest visit to any single country that Joe Biden has made since taking office. That is not to be you know dismissed and that's not insignificant. So I think from an Irish government's perspective, you know, you know we can dial up the bigaras and the and the Bajanis maybe a little bit too much uh, for our domestic audience, but it plays extremely well in America, and you know that that has a a, a very clear clear benefit when it comes to the money you know, the, the, the dollars and cents when it comes in terms of investment later on down the line so there, there is a benefit to doing all of this.
0: Danny McConnell editor of the Business Post thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on Talk.